0: My granny's truck had a gear named after her. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A podcast that loves Italian beef sandwiches from Wrigleyville South in Austin, Texas. And now still trying to catch flies with vinegar, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting, thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. We're so happy to have you with us today, and uh, uh, it's just going to be a fun, fun day. I don't think we'll burn up the whole day with this episode, but at least give you a taste of the joy and bliss that Medicare can bring to your day. Just a taste, and then you'll have to go off and entertain yourself for the rest of the day. I'm here to help you feel good about that impending encounter with Medicare that may be staring you in the face. It's uh, the kind of thing that can cause trepidation in people, but when you feel confident that you know you're getting good advice, you know that you're able to make the right decisions, and you know that this is going to be the solution of a lifelong uh, quandary, then all of a sudden a feeling of happiness and comfort will take over. So the way one can uh, start on the road to that happiness and comfort would be to purchase my book Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. If you go to Barnes and Noble or if you go to amazon.com and you purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Put that in the search window, and you'll wind up with several choices. This is going to be exciting for Randy, so I want to I want to talk slowly so that he uh, appreciates the difference uh, in in uh, prior experiences from the experience this year. But uh, we have the audible book, uh, we have the uh, paperback book, we have the hardcover book. We have the uh, Kindle version, which is an e book, which is the most, uh, the, the least costly, the most cost effective way to acquire the knowledge that the book has to offer. That's only $3.80. And now we have, as of yesterday, we have the Audible book, which in prior years has taken ah, thumbs up from Randy, two thumbs up, he says. In uh, prior years, it's taken as long as four months for Kindle's uh, Audible book uh, department to um, give us that book on sale. And it is now uh, down to two weeks. It took only two weeks from the time I gave them the electronic files to uh, the time they actually posted it on the sales page. So if you put Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 in the search at the top of the Amazon window, you're going to see four different versions of the book. Available for your choosing. Now, not everybody likes the Audible book. I can understand that. And uh, frankly, I'm not going to tell you which one I think you should buy. I do kind of uh, say that if you're going to give somebody a gift of Medicare knowledge, like a friend or a relative who's got a 65th birthday coming up, or maybe somebody who's older than 65 but has retirement staring them in the face and they're going to have to go from their employer's plan to a Medicare plan, you might want to give them the hardcover book because that is the book that is fancy schmancy. It costs $22. They'll understand that you have their best interests at heart if you select that one as the gift. So I would say if you're only looking for yourself, doing research for your own edification the paperback would be the one i would choose that's an eight dollar item and uh, what i would ask you to do is once you finish the book i would ask you to uh, go back to amazon or barnes and noble and leave a very very short written review it's so easy to leave uh, to click on the stars they have but if you don't leave a written review it doesn't have as much impact And all you have to do for a written review is say, I liked this book. That's all you have to do. And it's real simple. So that's my request of you. If you go buy the book, it will serve you well. And if you uh, would do me a favor, if you like the book, then go back to Amazon and uh, give it a review, a little short written review. That would be ideal because other people coming along behind you are going to be looking for a source of uh, a a source of uh, information that's reliable and if you're telling them that this source of information that you discovered is reliable that'll be helpful for them so let's say good morning to randy shall we all together now one two three hello randy hey doug how you doing well, I think I'm doing just fine. The sun is out today, even though it's freezing cold out there. It's, oh my uh,
1: God! Can you can you believe that? Oh my! I I went out last night to take the pups out. Yeah, I was I was look. Well, you may not know this, but I was reading the news before we got on the air today, and it snowed last night in Tucson.
0: Oh boy, that's incredible! They still when I moved to Tucson in 1972, they were still talking about the blizzard of 19. 19- 71 (laughs) and they still talk about it every (laughs) every year on that day i can't remember what day it was but six inches of snow fell in tucson
1: oh my god that's that's that really would be something to remember
0: oh god those people were just miserable it shut down everything and the only thing close to that i've seen i never saw that because i hadn't moved to tucson yet when that snowstorm occurred but it snowed in Benson which is an hour down Interstate 10 to the east of Tucson. And when it snowed in Benson on a given day, and I can't remember what day that was, but it was in the, in the 80s, I think, the whole town of Tucson filled up with trucks because all the trucks that were headed east on Interstate 10 just exited interstate 10 and found some city street to park on and that's where they sat it out they waited until that snow which had to melt it because they don't have any snow plows down there it was um it just clogged up the city of tucson everything came to a screeching halt again there were so goddamn many trucks all over the place
1: i was going to ask you a question doug now that the audible book is out
0: Yes sir my work is done is that what you're going to ask is my work well, now done
1: you well know, now you need to answer some of the uh, some of the historical questions about it i heard a couple of years ago and i wonder if it's still part of the audiobook that if you go to chapter 6 and play it backwards it says <laughs> george is dead
0: it says things like that, but the problem is, I hire a guy, a very expensive guy, to clean up the files so that it sounds like professional work. It takes out all my nose blowing and snorting and <laughs> throat clearing and everything. And uh, the guy makes it sound like a professional work of art, and he takes out all of that backward stuff that I had put in there. Oh, I, I worked so darn. hard putting that stuff in, so yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna have if you're looking for. Cheap entertainment about the history of the Beatles or anything—you're not going to find it in my audio book. It's going to be strictly factual information about so Medicare.
1: So you you don't sing jingles in it anymore or anything I, else. I
0: did, but I paid this guy to clean up the files, and he removes uh, all that stuff. So
1: he took all the the uh, Medicare for the lazy man jingles out. Oh darn yeah. it!
0: And the first couple of editions, you could tell when I overserved myself. <laughs> And so, well, I got—I
1: got to tell you now. This the the audience will be incredibly interested in this behind-the-scenes information. The first audio book that Doug ever did, he recorded it in the closet of the uh, studio, so that all the coats and the clothes hanging in the closet would absorb the background noise.
0: And I think it worked pretty well. The problem was that I built a. Uh, uh podium for myself what would you call that a desk a stand yeah. up
1: it was it, something like that
0: <laughs> and i built it out of cardboard boxes so that every time i turned a page while i was reading the book it was magnified it was echoed <laughs> so the closet killed the um surrounding I- ambient sound but then every time i made a noise it was like uh just incredibly uh loud and not not as professional as i'd hoped
1: well there was one other there's one other secret behind the scenes information I think we can share now after all these years. Oh boy. Is we used we used to have a cone of silence.
0: Well we did and frankly I built that out of uh, PVC pipe and uh what did i use to uh cover it with it was like canvas or something and that foam was foam rubber
1: it. it was foam rubber, foam rubber. you're you're exactly right
0: and uh so i built this thing up in illinois and i had to uh <laughs> it was it was not like get smart it was not a two man cone of silence <laughs> where the <laughs> chief and get smart could be under it together it was just for me and i uh had a problem one day because I got the cone of silence ready and I got in it and I heard a clang, and what happened was one of the many rubber bands that was holding the foam in place <laughs> snapped. <laughs> Turns out rubber bands don't last forever.
1: No, but I I thought the the audience would be interested in that because we ha- I mean Doug has definitely taken the podcast from you know humble beginnings to. Uh, again, a couple months ago, we just celebrated our fifty thousandth download. So, I, I just thought the audience would be interested in where we started from.
0: Yes, but the audience still has its uh, most frequent encounter with us in reading the book, and so we have fifty. Uh, 50- 4,000 downloads for the podcast, but the book has sold something in excess of 15 or 16,000 copies over the last few years. So I'm pretty happy that we found a niche audience and I'm looking to expand that audience because people approaching Medicare need uh good, reliable advice.
1: Well, I agree. I totally agree. So I am going to, uh, let's go ahead and get started on the Medicare side of the business. I'll go, I'll go ahead and, uh, Quiet my mic, mute my mic, and I'll let you take it off from here.
0: Okay, well, that sounds wonderful. Well, I thought I'd start off uh, with a <clears throat> a small sampling of correspondence from clients or would-be clients. Because, uh, frankly, there's nothing I like better than helping people and having them appreciate it. So, this is a uh, correspondence from a woman named Margaret. Margaret lives in one of the worst places in the world for. Um, Medicare or for any kind of insurance, really, New York is bad. She lives in Massachusetts, which is also very bad for insurance companies. Makes the uh, atmosphere of doing business, if you're an insurance company, very, very difficult. And so I was asked by Margaret what I could do to help her get a Medicare supplement and avoid uh, a Medicare Advantage plan. And uh, I was only able to show her The results from one company usually i show people the results from three different insurance companies and that tells them okay well uh here's the best deal for me and does doug like this company does doug think that i'll be happy with it for years and years and um, i can guide them that way right now with margaret i only had one insurance company that was willing to do business in massachusetts and so it was a kind of a struggle And so, finally, at the end of uh, all of this, ah, here's a letter from Margaret. She said, I apologize for not getting back to you sooner, especially because you were so prompt in replying to me. I understand that it's not practical for you to have many choices of plans in every state in the union, but I'm not comfortable with the choice that I had available to me in Massachusetts. So I decided to go with a local Medicare Advantage plan, and I bought it directly from the insurance company. It's a plan uh, I've never heard of before, so it's a small company, and maybe they'll be less uh, criminally inclined and more responsive to Margaret's needs if she needs anything at all. She said, uh, the least I can do for you, given how really helpful you've been, is to write you a testimonial that you can use on your site or wherever. So here goes. This is Margaret's testimonial. She said, I am highly impressed by Doug's book. In the last six months or so, I've been inundated by insurance companies sending materials that all basically say, Medicare is supremely complicated. Let one of our helpful advisors make sense of it for you. But because these slick materials always would come from one company or another, I kind of knew what their solution would be. They are one trick ponies. She goes on to say, I happened to come across Doug's book, Medicare for the Lazy Man. Wow! It is extremely rare to find someone who not only has long experience in an area, but is willing to give you the pros and cons of each option, and is a good writer to boot. Doug is all three. I learned more from his relatively short book, than I have from all the other Medicare sources put together. And when I contacted him with a few questions, he was immediately responsive. This kind of knowledge and service is almost unheard of these days. Doug is most definitely a keeper. Signed, Margaret. And so uh, I just, uh, you know, I was touched by that, and I needed to share it with somebody. So I shared it with Randy, and he said, oh, poo." And so I had to share it with the audience, hoping that they enjoyed it. Uh, And the final word is, I'd love for you to keep me on your mailing list in case you come out with other materials or do more business in my neck of the woods. Thanks again and have a great holiday. So I got to say it was a pleasure dealing with Margaret. And I look forward to the time when maybe she calls on me again for some information. Now, one of our longtime clients and certainly longtime correspondents is a guy named Steve in Texas. Once in a while, I'm able, he's a a client for sure, and his wife is also, but he has other problems. This guy is intellectually curious about many, many things about life in uh, the 21st century. And so every once in a while, I get a message from him that asks me to assist him in solving a quandary. And so here comes another one. Uh, This just arrived a few days ago, and he said, hey, it's been a while since I heard from you. I guess he hasn't been listening to the podcast regularly. (laughs) So uh, he says, my wife is of the opinion that Medicare patients take a back seat to people with regular insurance when it comes to elective surgery, meaning that Medicare patients get scheduled in the afternoon for elective surgery when early in the morning would be preferred. She knows of three people this has happened to. I think it's a matter of requesting a different day when they can give you a morning slot. I pointed out that my colonoscopy was scheduled for the morning. She told me that was different in that it was at a doctor's facility. Since you probably know more Medicare patients who have gotten the elective surgery, your wife and the guy with the shoulder problem come to mind. What can you tell us about this? signed steve well the guy with the shoulder problem is my friend roy and he's slowly getting better he went to uh for a follow up appointment to his uh, surgeon who allowed him to uh not have to use the uh ca- the sling that he's been kind of hobbled with he has to go to um Physical therapy three times a week till the end of February. That's about uh, five weeks from now. But he says that he's slowly getting better, measurably getting better and better after the shoulder surgery. So once he's well on the road to recover, we're going to have him come back in and explain the whole thing and tell us uh, about his uh, procedure in his recovery. But anyway, I did write an answer to Steve and to his lovely bride. And I said to Steve and Carol, I have this I have given this considerable thought since I know that the marital bliss in your household relies on my answer there is some logic to the opinion that carol has expressed a doctor or other provider is likely to receive a smaller fee from medicare than he would from a younger client who has an employer paid group insurance plan or an individual obamacare plan it seems possible that he would devote less time and effort in the treatment of the patient and possibly even reserve the most inconvenient appointment times for the helpless wretches who are paying with government scrip rather than honest Yankee dollars, in spite of the current inflation rate. It has not been my observation that Medicare patients are getting short shrift at all. I have several friends and family members who are covered by Medicare, and they have all received exemplary service and treatment so far as I can tell. This would include me for a 2015 leg surgery at a top-notch Chicago hospital scheduled at about 5 o'clock a.m. There is another element at work here. Market forces are depressing the reimbursement rates for professionals in the medical arts. In some areas of the country, large hospitals are expanding their reach by buying up suburban and rural hospitals, along with the practices of the doctors who have admitting privileges there. Most medical plans are now PPOs and HMOs that contract with medical firms, luring them to accept deep discounts in return for a reliable flow of patients through their waiting rooms. In addition, there is always a certain percentage of the population that is destitute and uninsured, so most doctors probably have some pro bono responsibilities. Therefore, the overall average, uh, let's say, it is possible that Medicare reimbursement rates are only fractionally lower than that of the overall average fully insured patients. I hope this makes sense to you two lovebirds. So that was my response to Steve and Carol. I hope their dispute has been settled and that bliss has returned to their home. Now, here's a correspondence from another another client named Steve. Steve and his wife are both clients of mine. They turned 65 in the same year. And the interesting thing is that Steve has an excellent, excellent job. I'm not going to tell you where. Because I don't want to hone in. I mean, he hasn't given me permission to give him any free publicity. But Steve is a captain on a fishing charter boat. He, I guess, he owns the boat. And uh, Steve and his wife are. Um, this is their their function, their uh, lot in life. Their uh, <laughs> their their um, way of earning a living is to take tourists like me out on this fishing boat out into the ocean, and um, they do very well at it. I'm sure it was a long haul uh, climbing up the ladder of success, but they have reached the pinnacle of success at which the US government reaches into their pocket and confiscates some of their hard earned money. And that's because they have consistently shown high uh, modified adjusted gross income on their income tax returns. And now that they've turned 65, they will have the pleasure of paying Irma penalties. And Irma means income-related monthly adjustment amount. It's a penalty for being successful. So, um, I told Steve back uh, when his coverage was approved, that it was approved and he was going to get materials in the mail, his policy, his ID cards and so forth. And he said, thanks Doug, for all your help. Yes, I got the stuff from Social Security today also. Irma literally kicks our asses in all of this. Medicare is definitely not free, especially if you have worked your ass off forever. My monthly premium for part B is an astronomical number because of the penalty. I think that also covers Irma on the drug plan too. It's $527 and 50 cents a month uh, for his uh, part B and his drug plan, plus his success penalty. And I don't even take a drug, just a little fireball here and there. Thanks. And uh, I replied to him, I said, I am damned sorry to hear that, but it does indicate an impressive level of success in your business. So congratulations for that. Is there any chance that your modified adjusted gross income is likely to change drastically? If so, there is an appeals form, but that is about the only help I can offer you. And Steve replied, thanks for that. But I don't feel I deserve this treatment from Uncle Sam as we are modest buyers and spenders, but definitely not bazillionaires. We have taken one fancy vacation a year, and then we pretty much work in our business all the rest of the time. So our modified adjustment uh, adjusted gross income will not go down for uh, 2022, but possibly in 2023. And then if we sell our business, the income could show kind of high. The government has all this poop figured out, and unless you're mega rich, we are contained. But I love you, so thanks for your help. And I said, let's stay in touch when things change for you, Steve. And he wrote back, he said, I got my packet today from the drug plan, and the monthly premium is exactly as you said, $1.60 per month. And ironically, the Social Security Administration sent stuff a couple of days ago that says the Irma will also kick me between the legs for the Part D deal, I think to the tune of $70 additional per month. He pays $1.50 premium for his drug plan that he doesn't even use because he doesn't need to take drugs yet, and an additional $70 for the success penalty. This Medicare is shaking out to be less than Obamacare, but not nearly as less as I had expected. It's looking like we're going to do to be six to $700 per month per person. Whereas it was 1000 per month per person and in, in his, uh, marital, you know, pair, uh, when he had Obamacare, he says, is that sound in the ballpark for us? I still love you. However, I mean, he's not blaming me for the government penalties, And I said, I appreciate the continued faith, but it's an act of pure evil to punish you for having achieved the level of success you worked so hard to achieve. I really feel your pain, but I am proud to have you and your wife as clients. And he said, okay, I got my Medicare supplement insurance uh, card today. It says, here's the plan. Is that uh, Does that sound correct to you? He said, I am happy to get this. Wait, not really, because I'm older, so it's kind of love-hate. How are you and Randy doing? I haven't listened to your podcast lately. I've been busy, but I plan to binge listen soon. And on my bucket list is to go to the Buffalo chip. I hope you two still meet up there on occasion. And I said, thanks. The chip is definitely, oh, uh, I said, uh, HDG. Yeah, that's the plan we agreed on as the most bang for your buck. So that is right. It may provide you with eternal youth. We have missed your listenership, so looking forward to having you back in the fold and maybe visiting the chip with us. Have a relaxing winter. And he said, thanks. The chip is definitely on my bucket list. So apparently we've painted a picture of uh, visiting the Buffalo Chip that is uh, enticing to Steve.
1: Well, the Buffalo Chip is a very, very historic site. Um, I mean, it's been there, you know, not the current building because uh, the uh, original building, as you know, Doug, burned down. But uh, the site is, has been there for, I don't know, ever, ever, ever. And it was originally put there as one of the stops for the stagecoach line. So anyway, I hope we get to meet up with him because that would be a really, really good afternoon, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. Well, if he can leave the ocean uh, to come to the desert for a little while, then we'll show him around Cave Creek, Arizona.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, we are out of quarters here, Doug. God, that went quickly. I love the
0: correspondence from our from our uh, clients. And I'm just that burns up the time so quickly. But it's so wonderful I, of people to write. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: No, and I, I I'm very interested in every letter you get to so that it always it always gains my attention. Well, anyway, we need to go ahead and sign off. But before we do a couple things, I, I we discussed Doug discussed everything pretty well in detail up front about the the audio book being available now. The Kindle book's been there for quite a while. The paperback, the Orange 2023 is there. We talked about, you know, finding a way to give us a rating. We'd love that too. But one thing I should mention is that sometimes, once in a while... People get confused that Doug is an insurance licensed insurance agent nationwide. So if you have any need of any insurance related stuff, questions, signups, applications, you name it, Doug's got it because he is Johnny on the spot when it comes to that kind of stuff and the best agent you can really ever find with the most knowledge. So anyway, we are going to head. Thank you for joining us. You could have been a number of different places, but you weren't. You were with us at Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, but we're going to go ahead and sign off for today And uh, let's go ahead and say we spent about 32 and a half minutes, I think, Doug. Pretty
0: close. That's pretty
1: close. Uh, 32 and a half with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance agent, anti-insurance guy. I haven't had enough coffee (laughs) today. Anti-insurance guy from Oklahoma City. Close enough. Not here. Not there now.
0: It's Oklahoma County. Okay. State of Oklahoma, the
1: the anti-insurance insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma County. No more. He's uh, he's up here in uh, Cave Creek, Arizona, and uh, spending his most of his time up in the high altitude behind the city in Maricopa County, Arizona. And as we said earlier, we spend a bit of time at the chip, too. So anyway, thanks. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.
0: Bye bye, everyone.